Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Gay Mass. It's Sunday, so it's time for Gay Mass. Thanks for listening to the show. If you want to call in during the show, you can call in at 214-377-0481. You can also call in using Skype using the name Off Limits Show. Um, hold on. I just wanted to tweet out that I was on everything else. Um, so feel free to call in and talk about whatever's on your mind. If you have something you want to talk about or something you want to get off your mind, your mind or your chest, feel free to call in and we can talk about it. Uh, but tonight we're talking about, you know, gay stuff because it's the gay mass show. <laughs> Not that we don't talk about gay stuff all the time, but we're talking about um, specifically some gay, um, gay news, gay issues, etc. cetera. So um, if you're into gay people or you yourself are gay, lesbian, bi, transgender, this is the show for you. Um, Lately, there's been a lot of things going on in the news. I mean, there's been a lot uh, going on with politics. There's been a lot going on with um, general uh, gay stuff, <laughs> just life and everything in general. Uh, people coming out of the closet and just all sorts of things. So um, lots of things to talk about tonight, of course, as usual when it comes to gay stuff. But um, one of the things uh, I want to talk about was lately in the news was the fact that we have, um, if you are... A, fan of porn, if gay porn, you might know of the adult film star named Brett Corrigan. Now, Brett Corrigan is um, well-known because he uh, was young and um, very young when he started in gay porn, I think about eight, nine years ago or something like that. And he uh, is a well-known bottom in the gay porn uh, industry. And he has been... Uh, always in uh, bareback porn so um which is somewhat of a um of a uh, an issue i have with that but um because i think that you know some people have an issue with it some people some people don't um i don't have anything an issue with bareback sex at all of course not but meaning without a condom but um i do think that you know if you're uh, single and you're not in a monogamous relationship having bareback unprotected sex is not wise whether you're heterosexual or not uh, or homosexual or not so um i think that you know he kind of perpetuates that that fantasy or whatever and people um know him for that because he's been um in that uh that porn side of porn for a long time. Anyway, so he now is, um, he's been in porn for a long time and now he's trying his hand at actual legitimate acting in movies. And he's, um, in a movie called, um, truth. And the movie is about opens in New York this weekend. And it's a psychological thriller about an online chance encounter between two men who fall in love and find themselves, um, kind of in a, a web of truth and lies. And, um, and so anyway, it's about that. And so it's, we're interested to see what, whether he can actually act or not. And it's very few, very rare that actual gay porn actors or any porn actors actually cross over into legitimate movies. And, uh, so it'll be interesting to see if he's able to do that and make that transition himself. Um, because it's really, really rare. Oh, Hey, but hi, Hey, Ken Boggle. Hi, Ken Boggle. Ken Boggle's in the chat room. Um, how are you doing? Uh, yeah, and so uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with him because he's been um, he's been uh, in porn for I don't know about ten years now. Um, the interesting thing is that he's been in porn for ten years and he's twenty seven now or twenty six. He says twenty seven, twenty seven, I think. 
that means he was in gay porn at 16 years old, which of course is illegal. Now, the thing is, they of course can, uh, when you're in gay porn or in porn of any kind, you can get a fake ID uh, and say you're actually of age, but apparently he wasn't. And if you look back at his porn from that time, he looks extremely young. Um, he probably really was 16 years old. So it's, it raises the question of whether porn is a, um, is a positive or negative trait, you know, or tra negative, um, positive or negative uh, career. I think it's a, a negative one. I think that honestly, I have nothing against porn. I like porn. I think porn's fantastic. I love sex. I like all of these things. There's nothing wrong with it per se. It's just that to me, um, it does exploit people. Um, and that's the, that's the business. That is the business of, and it's not just porn and pornography. It's also the film business and <clears throat> the entertainment industry in general. It's exploiting people for all they're worth until you can't squeeze another, uh, dollar out of them, out of their name or their, out of their, um, sexuality as the case may be, whatever. And so I find it to be a little disconcerting because, um, people who, who entered this, that industry, um, with, without really knowing what they're getting into. And so most of the time in mean, the last year, actually it was last year, the year before last, I think it was last year, 2013, there were a handful, I mean, like five or six gay porn actors that died, um, by committing suicide last year alone. Um, I can see their faces in my mind, but I can't remember their names. And, um, but several of them died by their own hand, killed themselves. And a couple of them had been murdered or, or not murdered, but, um, had OD'd, I'm sorry, or whatever. But it's, it seems like these people, when the lifestyle that they get into seems to kind of eat them up, you know, and I guess you have to ask yourself the question of what kind of person really is attracted to pornography in terms of being in it and actually, you know, performing in it. And are they doing people a service or, or should the people who rent buy or consume pornography be ashamed because they are perpetuating the, um, that industry. And the thing is gay men, especially we are sexual people and we are going to want to see naked men <laughs> having sex with each other, um, or by themselves because it is, we are men and whether you're a heterosexual man or you're a homosexual man in that arena, we're really not that different in terms of our sexual, um, desires. We want sex and we are attracted to sex and the novelty of pornography. So whether you're in a marriage or a relationship or you're single or whatever, I think that helps to, um, kind of, kind of, uh, what's the word alleviate, um, you know, sexual tension or whatever. And in a lot of times couples will, will watch porn together and as well. So it can also be a sexual tool. So I don't really see a problem with pornography itself for me or using it or consuming it. I see the problem being, and it's a two a double edged sword, obviously the people who are in it, the people who have to perform the people who have to actually be, uh, viewed in it, um, I think are harmed by it ultimately. Now, I think if you go into it, of course, with a level head and you know, understand what you're getting into, you're not too young, you are doing it just because you want to do it for a, uh, desire to be, cause you're an exhibitionist or you want to have some kind of record of what, how hot you were when you were young. <laughs> uh, so when you're old and saggy, you can look back and say, wow, look how hot I was. Whatever the case may be, it is not, um, a, um, it isn't a, uh, if you go into it for the right reasons, it's fine. Um, and you go into it level headed knowing that you know, it does not going to last and it's not going to be something that lasts forever. It's going to end eventually. And I think if you do that, going into it knowingly, then I think people have that level head, which there are people like that in the gay porn industry who do go into it just knowing it's just a novelty. It's not their career. They have a career outside of it. Like one of them, Arpad Miklos, I think was his name, who died last year, one of the ones that died last year. He was like a chemist or like a, like a, some kind of chemical engineer or something. He was very intelligent, but he did porn because it was another side to him and he wanted to do it and be in it. So he... Uh, participated in it, but he, and he became a huge star. Um, and so he, he did it because he was, um, interested in the novelty of it, but he never stopped his day job or stopped doing, you know, whatever. But he did say in one of the interviews with him, something about, cause I, I read this after he died, that something about the fact that he felt after he got into porn, that it really sort of, um, ruined his life because he, 
even though he tried to keep his lives separate, um, his porn life from his, um, from his, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? From his, his legitimate career life. And he did for the most part, um, his family still knew and it kind of ruined his relationship with them and, and people that he was close to. And it was hard for him to find someone to date. And so I've been really wanting to interview a porn star for all of these reasons, because I, and I know one, um, that from a long time ago. Um, so I'm wondering, I'm wondering if I can get him to come on the show and actually talk to us about what it's like to be in porn and what the real the reality of porn is. And I know that also that, you know, what you see on screen is just acting <laughs> most of the time. Majority of the time, yes, they're having sex, but majority of the time they're not enjoying it all that much. And sometimes they are, sometimes they aren't. But I think majority of the time it's just, um, you know, performing and that's what it's about. It's a performance. It's a job. Um, so anyway, I just, I just went off on a tangent about that, but I, I was interested in knowing what people thought about, you know, him and, um, trying to cross over into legitimate, um, you know, quote unquote legitimate movies and try to have an actual real career. But I think that's great. I think, you know, why not shoot for the stars and why not try to have more than you have? And I, I always support people who are always trying to better themselves and, and he's trying to get out of porn. That's great. Although I don't think that he is going to get out of it. Uh, would I do porn? Ken Boggle asked if I would do porn. No, I would never do porn. Although I probably could do porn because of my dick, <laughs> but I would never do porn. No, I'm, I'm not an exhibitionist at all. I'm actually quite modest. I've always been very modest and very, um, you know, even when I had like a perfect body uh, in my twenties and stuff. Um, and you know, I'm not horrible now, but I'm not like who I was for any means, by any means. Um, when I was in really great shape and everything, I would not have good done porn than either. I'm just not an exhibitionist. I don't need people to look at me and look at me. Look, look, how, look how hot I am. Look how big my dick is. Look how big, big my muscles are or how flat my stomach is or how big, how nice my ass is or whatever. I'm just not like that. And I've never been, um, yeah, I've always been very modest about my sexual, my sexuality. I don't, I don't even like to kiss in public and stuff, you know, when I'm in a relationship or married or whatever in the past or whatever, when I was, when I was dating and stuff, you know, I'll hold hands or whatever. I'll do a small peck on the cheek or whatever in public or on the lips or whatever. But I, I've never been into like, just like macking down, you know, <laughs> in public. I think it's tacky. That's just me. And so, yeah, I'm kind of, um, you know, like that and about things. I'm very kind of modest about sex in public, but in bed, I'm very much like a slut. So I'm like a slut in the sheets and a, you know, a whore in the sheets. What do they say? What's the, the saying? You know, like a virgin or whatever. I can't remember what they say. The Madonna whore complex, whatever. I'm very much a sexual person in bed, an exhibitionist in bed, and very much like a, um, very uninhibited in bed, but outside of bed, I think it's something that should just be between the two of you and not something that's exhibited to everybody else. So to me, I guess sex is a private matter and a private thing. I've been in three ways before, whatever course in my lifetime when I was single, but I, I'm saying generally speaking, it's not something that I, I, that, I don't share that side of myself with just anybody it has to be with someone I trust and I love. And I have to really, you know, be into, um, to share, share that side of myself with. So that's just how I am about sex. I'm a little different, I guess, than most gay guys. Well, I'm a lot different than most gay guys. <laughs> most gay guys. And that's the thing, you know, e you know, even like I said, when I was in really good shape, I didn't, I didn't, um, I didn't, uh, in my late twenties, whatever. Um, I didn't, um, actually exhibit a very, uh, overtly sexual or overt sexuality. I've never done that. And I think that's why, um, <laughs> I think that's why there've been so many times when I were, it was in bed with a guy like, cause I come off. I mean, this may surprise you people who are listening, but in person I've always come across and this is how people perceive me a lot of the times. Um, they perceive me one of two ways, either extremely confident and extremely gregarious, outgoing, whatever. And I am outgoing for the most part and gregarious and extroverted, whatever. Yes. But, um, people always perceive me as a good boy, you know? like a, the goody two shoes type guy. I don't know why. Um, they've always perceived me that way. And I was never like that. I was <laughs> never like that. I guess because I have kind of a nice face, meaning like a sweet face, you know, um, depending on what time of the year, I mean, time of my life it was. Um, my face, depending on what I looked like at the time, it might have been more, it might be fuller, it might be less full or whatever. If I was really skinny, it's more gaunt. But if I, generally speaking, it's, it's more of, a, I have kind of a, a rounder face. And so, 
when I people look at me, I guess an innocent face, I guess is the word I'm looking for. And so because of that, people always attributed me to being this really innocent, pure, angelic kind of guy. And I'm also really sweet and nice and stuff when I know people, whatever, until they fuck me over, of course. But um, which is why they're always surprised when they fuck me over and I'm like completely different. But what was I going to say? Um, oh, and so um, when I would date guys, they would be completely shocked like we were in bed together and i literally remember this i mean literally remember this guy named michael donaldson i was in bed with years ago when i was 20 years old was when i 20 19 years 19 or 20 years old he was probably like 28 or something like that 29 at the time and we had gone out a few times on dates whatever and we finally ended up having sex and um <laughs> he was after we got done he's like i remember he goes he was like huffing and puffing he's like Wow, I never would have guessed. I'm like, guess what? He's like that you were such a like a <laughs> he said that you were such a you were so sexual and so like like um different in bed and so hot in bed and so like, you know, completely um uninhibited, whatever he said. Something like he said something like that along those lines. I don't remember his exact words. But um and I just laughed because it's usually the way it is. People perceive me to be something very different than I am. I don't know why it is. It just seems to be the way I unfortunately have my lot in life or whatever. But he was, uh, but he wasn't the only guy who ever said that to me and, and had, you know, had uh, made that point to me. It's been, uh, you know, many, many men who've said that to me. <laughs> um, and so I, and like I said, it was never because I was trying to hide myself or anything or, or trying not to let them know who I was. I just was, like I said, for me, I don't, I don't allow my sexuality to be something that's public. I allow it to be something between me and the person I'm having sex with, you know, it's just how I am. So I'm very different that way than most gay guys and most people, but you know, what else is new? So anyway, we're going to come back, talk about some more gay news, gay things going on in the gay news today and, uh, things I want to tell you about, um, in terms of, um, what's going on in pop culture, gay culture, gay, gay pop culture, that sort of thing. So we'll be right back after this.
right, so that's uh, Ray of Light by Madonna. My darling, my darling, I love her so much. So um, we were talking about, before the break, we were talking about um, pornography and sex and talking about some things about my sex life and how I'm perceived. But I have to um, just make a small uh, distinction here. Um, when I said that I am not somebody who likes to um, exhibit my sexuality in public. What I meant is like, I don't exude my own sexuality necessarily in public or am into public uh, displays of affection. However, I have had public sex before, meaning I've had sex in a park before. I mean, I went there with somebody, I didn't meet somebody there, <laughs> but I went there with somebody in a park when I was on my 17th birthday and we had sex outside cause we had nowhere else to go um, in a park at night <clears throat> in Plano, Texas. Um, and um, I've had sex in a movie theater theater before like a real movie theater um i've had sex in my car i've had sex uh in an airport uh so i've had i've had sex in several public places that's just a few and so i'm not opposed to sex in public places i just don't want people to i don't want to show people my sexuality in public so uh just wanted to make that distinction there <clears throat> um, by the way um if you listen to the show you know that on January 26th, be sure to listen to The Off-Limits Show because on January 26th, we are going to have the wonderful, lovely, fantastic Coco Peru on the show live to take your questions if you want. Um, I'm going to do an in-depth interview with her to ask her all about her, her life and how she became Coco Peru and um, what made her her, makes her her. And I really adore her. She's one of my favorite, if not my favorite, all-time drag queen because, and uh, I think she does prefer the term drag queen, by the way, um, because she's a little different than most drag queens. And I'll get into that when I discuss it with her and how, what, she's a bit of a drag queen slash activist more than anything. And I, I love that about her. Me, myself being an activist and uh, being someone who is a loud, loud proponent of gay rights and rights for for everyone, not just for gays. Um, I think that, you know, I feel I have a kindred spirit in her. So I like her a lot. So be sure you listen on January 26th at 10 p.m. Central. And you can get more details at offlimitsshow.com and click on shows and click on the Coco Peru show or events rather and click on the Coco Peru show. And also you can win if you register on Facebook by going to um, my Facebook page, which is facebook.com. Um, what is my Facebook page? <laughs> It's facebook.com slash off limits radio. If you go to that, you will see, um, and you click on events and you actually RSVP for the event. You can win a copy of the girls will be girls DVD now. Uh, and so be sure you go there, especially if you've seen the movie, you've got to see it. It's hilarious. And I'll be happy to send you a copy if you register there and you are drawn, uh, as the winner. So, um, if you are interested in uh, fabulous, wonderful drag queens, that's the show for you. And she's more than just that. She's been in several movies, and she's a really great actress and actor and uh, female impersonator. So be sure to check that out. <clears throat> um, now, there's this transgender girl in um, Hercules, California. And she was repeatedly bullied by uh, other students at her high school. But she is now facing a criminal charge for defending herself during a confrontation. Her name is Jules Gutierrez, and she's a 16-year-old sophomore at, as I said, Hercules High School in California, Hercules, California. And she was charged on November 25th for a school fight that was captured on camera. And Jules said that the girls in the incident had taunted and harassed and bullied her about her gender identity uh, before the incident. Jules and other three students involved in the fight were suspended and later apologized to each other. And since the incident, there has been no further harassment. But prosecutors would not explain why, why Jules was charged after she was punished by the school district. Hercules police said Jules started the fight by throwing the first punch, but Jules claims she was acting in self-defense and no charges have been filed against the other three girls. Now family and friends have launched a petition asking for the district attorney to drop the misdemeanor battery charge against her. So, and this is not uncommon, this kind of thing that happens in, especially in these types of situations where you have, um, where you have um, a victim and that's what, this person is, is a victim who's harassed or who was harassed by other students or people, other people. And somehow the law turns it around on them and makes them somehow 
um, responsible for the altercation or the issue or the incident. And fortunately, this happens way too much because, I mean, I've seen this happen in, in my own life to myself when I was a kid to some degree, not not being a transgender person because I'm not, but you know what I mean, but being um, being gay and bullied and whatever and uh, how the teachers and the administrators wouldn't do anything about it. So it really isn't um, uncommon for this to be to happen. And uh, so I, I think it's just really sad. I think people need to really um, get, try to get the laws changed and in each situation so this doesn't happen to people. But more importantly, I think to educate people in schools, the, both the administrators and the students is important. I think that they both have to be educated. And if they're not, this is the kind of thing that happens. Um, but hopefully she's going to turn out and be okay about it. We'll see what happens. I mean, I don't know if she will, but we'll see. <laughs> um, and then there's this list uh, of 12 celebrities who should come out in 2014, but probably won't. And uh, somebody go down the list and we can talk about them quickly. Um, these are these are people that have had more and more um, have had a lot of uh, rumors swirling around them over the past year and the past few years about their sexuality. And, you know, I think maybe these people might want to come out. So the list says this Josh Hutcherson, he's in the Hunger Games and um, he is known to have, like he takes a lot of naked selfies on his cell phone and posts them. He, he's been in the no hate campaign, which doesn't make him gay. Um, he appeared with a share of the glad media awards. It was the interview he did in out magazine back in October in which he said, quote, maybe I could say right now I'm hundred percent straight, but who knows in a fucking year I could meet a guy and be like, Whoa, I'm attracted to this person. I've met guys all the time that I'm like, damn, that's a good looking guy. You know, I've never been like, Oh, I want to kiss that guy. I really love women, but I think defining yourself as 100% anything is kind of nearsighted and close-minded. So I think that's a wonderful statement, even if he's not gay. Um, I think it's a wonderful thing for him to say, if he, especially if he is heterosexual. But whenever a guy says, I really love women, you know, just like, what's his name? Um, oh, do you like him, Ken? Yeah, he's really cute. I think he's very cute. Um, what was that guy's name? Aaron, whatever, that quarterback dude or whatever, that guy, the football player who's in the news right now for his boyfriend kind of outed him. Um, but now he's backtracking and he's like, yeah, I just really, really love women, you know? <laughs> so whenever they say, I really, really love women, it always makes me suspect anyway. And then there's Ellen Page. I don't know if you know who she is, but she was in that movie, um, Juno, I think that's her. And um, she's been, you know, hinting around about being a lesbian uh, since she was on SNL. And um, she's been photographed kissing other women and other things. So, and earlier this year, um, when asked the question um, to The Guardian, The Guardian asked if she might, if she was a lesbian, she said, All of that gossip is silly. People caring about celebrities' personal lives, I just don't get it. So she never really answered the question, um, she just kind of skirted around it. Number three, Tyler Perry. Now, there have been a lot of rumors surrounding him. I don't know if it's just because he is dressing in drag forever <laughs> or whatever, um, but he's been caught cracking homophobic jokes. Um, he's also stigmatized people with HIV in his films. Um, that film that was called... What was the name of that call, film called? It was called... Um, I can't remember what it was called. Oh, my God. Uh, sort of with a C, I think. But anyway, it was the one where the woman ends up with HIV and she passes it on to her husband or something. She's cheating on him. But his sexual orientation has been you know, speculated for a very long time. Um, and um, he, in the beginning, people are saying that in the beginning of his career, he was keeping it secret because he didn't want to damage his career. But considering the fact he's now worth over $130 million, I don't think he really needs to worry about that anymore. But I think he is gay. I, I do uh, think he is because he hasn't been, ever been married and he, you never see him with women. He's never seen dating women ever. You never hear about, Oh, Tyler Perry's dating so-and-so these days or whatever. Right. So uh, Ken Bogle says he loves the dress. Yes, he does. <laughs> so I don't know if he's gay or not. Uh, number four, Ryan Seacrest. Well, Ryan Seacrest, I do think is, is gay. And the reason I think he's gay is because he's been, it's been, I mean, I don't know why, I know or feel, not know, but I feel he's gay. I just feel he's gay. Because one, first of all, Kathy Griffin always in her shows since the beginning, you know, of her career almost, <laughs> I mean, since he's been around anyway, has been making jokes about Ryan Seacrest's sexuality and saying he, instead of saying him, he's held or her and says she and stuff like that. And, and it's always joking about how he's gay and in the closet and everything else. So I just find it to be, uh, um, hold on a second. 
This fucking thing is on. I hate this piece of shit. Hold on a second. Ugh. Why is it updating now? Stop. Quit. Okay. Quit. Sorry, I was stupid. This thing, anyway, sorry. Don't worry about it. Anyway, so Ryan Seacrest, uh, she's always talking about him in her things or whatever, but he has a really huge um, penchant for designer clothes. And he was romantically linked to um, Terry Hatcher from Desperate Housewives. But she said that he made sure every time they kissed in public or something that the paparazzi were there. And um, there's been a lot of evidence stacked up that he might be gay. Um, it's just a lot of rumors. He's one of those people there's like rumors surrounding him all the time that he's gay. And he's never gotten married or whatever. So I don't know if he's gay or not. I think he's gay. I don't know why I just do. But he may not be. Number five or six, whatever we're on, Oprah and Gail. I don't think either one of them are lesbians. I'm sorry. I do not think that they're they're gay. I think that they're totally straight. I don't know why people think they're gay. I guess because they're always around each other all the time. But, you know, you can have a soulmate. Soulmates are not always your husband or your wife or your boyfriend or your whatever. They can be your mother, your father, your, your best friend, your cousin, your whatever. I mean, soulmates don't mean sexual a sexual relationship. Um, and so I think that they're soulmates. I think they're people who just really understand each other, really get each other, really love each other's company, whatever. I don't think that they're sexual at all. I think they're just really good friends. Um, and I, and I believe her when she said one time on a show, <laughs> she said, um, she said straight out, I think it was a Barbara Walters interview or someone's interview. She said, I am not a lesbian. I'm not lesbian. I am not, a, I'm not lesbian. I've never been lesbian. If I were going to be a lesbian, I would just come out and say it. She said, if I were going to be gay, I would just be gay. I have no reason to hide it. And I believe her. I believe that that's probably true. I've never, ever had the sense that in my mind at all that, that Oprah Winfrey was a lesbian. But it unfortunately is a, um, a rumor that continues to dog her. Uh, the next one's Richard Simmons. Well, hello. Really? <laughs> well, he's never publicly come out and said that he was gay. But he, uh, I, it's, I think it's pretty safe to say that... Um, um, that he should, that he's gay. <laughs> um, I mean, and he's also lately been, he's actually really good at it. He's been in these, um, YouTube videos of himself in drag and, um, he's really good and he's really, really good in drag. He's completely different a person. And, you know, he doesn't have that horrible, um, Brilla pad on his head either. Uh, <laughs> his hair is horrible. Um, I've always hated his hair. Um, but, He's been doing drag in the, on these YouTube videos for a long time now. And he did one last week I saw. He's acting like this wealthy, aristocratic member of the royal family. And it was she was this old woman. It was hilarious. So anyway, I think he's actually um, gay. I think we can all say, say that, safely say he is. Next one's Chase Crawford. You know, gay rumors have been around him for years. He gets you know spotted all the time, cozying up with other guys. And one time he was uh, seen in the steam room at Equinox, uh, having sex with another man or kind of kissing a man or something like that. He was also linked to uh, NSYNC's JC Chazes. You know, uh, they apparently dated for a while. Um, and then, of course, the New York Observer outed him as well. So, um, I mean, it is pretty pretty clear to me that the man's gay and just in the closet, which I think is sad. I mean, and he's one of those those actors that are not at the pinnacle of their careers where he can just, you know, he's made millions of dollars and has tons of fame and fortune and can name his price or whatever. And so he doesn't have anything to lose. He does have something to lose. He's at that kind of weird uh, place in his life or his uh, his career where if he does some there's some scandal about him or something like that turns people off that he might lose everything um so i understand why he's not coming out if he's not i guess but i think he he's definitely gay they keep saying jake gyllenhaal's gay i never thought he was gay i think he's straight so i'm even going to address that one um jada pinkett smith has been with will smith for a very long time since 1997 um, and they're members of the Church of Scientology, but um, there've been a lot of rumors about her being lesbian and having an open marriage, and he, her husband as well. And of course, the pinnacle of them all would be John Travolta. I think we can safely all say that John Travolta is a big closeted homosexual. I mean, come on, big closeted homosexual, because the man has been you know, dogged by gay rumors since before Greece, since before like, um, staying alive. Apparently he hit on, uh, apparently he had sex with a guy. I can't remember who it was. It was one of the, one of the people in staying alive 
a male role person had sex with him uh, during the show and they had like this fling or whatever. And then when he did Grease and really, really, you know, was in Grease or whatever, the guy that played Kanicki said in his biography or his, no, his wife said that he told her that uh, John Travolta, while they were filming that movie, had hit on him uh, and tried to have sex with him or whatever. And he rebuffed him, but he, he remained friends with him for a very long time. And they were still friends when he died. So, you know, I believe that too. And, and all of the people who keep saying he's getting caught in um, steam rooms and, and, you know, people keep, you know, accosting the massage people or whatever. I mean, that's probably true as well. And you know what they say, where there's a lot of smoke, there's probably going to be a fucking fire. And I certainly believe that he is a flaming queen who just refuses to come out of the fucking closet. So <laughs> that's what I think. So we're going to come back in a moment and um, I'll be right back. We'll talk more about what's going on in the news and then wrap up after that. If you want to call the numbers 214-377-0481 and you can also use Off Limits Show on Skype. Otherwise, I'll be right back after this. It's in the music It's in the song 
Okay, so we're back. That's a great 2013 dance hit from the Pet Shop Boys. Vocal is the name of the song. So it's from their latest album, Electric. Great album. If you like really good dance music, throwback to the 90s, um, that's a great album for you to get. So anyway, um, before we go, I was going to talk quickly about um, some comments I saw online um, when the question was posed. Is it possible for conservative Christians to love gays while believing who we are is immoral. So is it possible for conservative Christians to love gays while believing who we are is immoral? And see, these are some of the comments on that question. One is, no, uh, and this is in regards to the whole Duck Dynasty thing about Phil Robertson, but because he, he says, quote, he, this is what he said, by the way, his quote was, our culture has accepted two huge lies. The first is that if you disagree with someone's lifestyle, you must fear or hate them. The second is that to love someone means you agree with everything they believe or do. Both are nonsense. You don't have to com- compromise convic- convictions to be compassionate, Phil Robertson. So these are the comments in response to that. No, Phil has shown his true colors, racist, homophobic, and quasi pedophile file. That is the future of the GOP. Uh, Truck Production says, I love all Christians, but I hate Christianity and I think it should be outlawed. Our son says, I am a crystal clear with Christians and other religious people too, whom I encounter that if whom I encounter that if they think I am a sinner because I am gay, that I have no room in my life for them. Definite deal breaker. Mike E says, you cannot judge someone for who they are and at the same time profess to, quote, love them. The two are mutually exclusive. I love Christianity. It's these supposed Christians I dislike. Everything they profess to believe goes completely against the very teachings of Christ as written in the New Testament. Whether Christ was a real person or a fictional character makes no difference. To say that you follow the teachings of someone yet contradict that at every turn is hypocrisy. And I could not agree more. Um, I think it's really sad that people think that you to, you know, first of all, in his quote, Phil Robertson's quote, he says that um, the first lie is that if you disagree with someone's lifestyle, you must fear or hate them. Well, (laughs) the thing that I think these bigots don't get, these, these bigoted idiots don't understand is this, is that to disagree with someone's quote unquote lifestyle that alone is means that he thinks that it's a choice obviously um someone's lifestyle to disagree with it is um not the same as disagreeing with some who someone is the core of their being it's like to say i hate phil robertson because he sleeps with women i hate phil robertson because he sleeps with women that's just disgusting it's wrong i think it's disgusting and evil and that he's going to hell because he sleeps with women and that's what he's into that's just gross now i think that's just disgusting but i don't hate him i just think he's disgusting uh and then the, the second he says is the second point he makes is that to love someone means he says that to believe that you love someone means you have to agree with everything and believe everything they do first of all he doesn't love gay people at all. Uh, yeah, he's right. You don't have to believe, you don't have to agree with everything someone does and do in order to love someone. You're absolutely right about that. However, to say that he has any kind of compassion or love for gays is ridiculous. He's told all the things he said about us as a community and comparing us to having sex with animals or comparing us to pedophiles, which he apparently is himself, um, is the most ridiculous thing ever. And, you know, what, what Mike E had said about um, to say that you follow the teachings teachings of Christ yet to contradict what they taught at every turn is hypocrisy, and that is the problem I have with these Christians. That these Christians are constantly, constantly, constantly saying, um, "Oh my God, you know they're disgusting, they're evil. We're going to take away as many rights as they can to prevent them from pre- prevent them from having any additional rights at all, um, prevent them from living their lives." equally with ours um, and consistently um, vilify them in public and in our churches and in every at every turn simply because I don't agree with who they are. Um, to say those things is completely against what Jesus Christ himself taught, which means you're all a bunch of fucking hypocrites anyway, which I think is obvious. I mean, hello. It's obvious that these people are hypocrites. So one last thing I wanted to say was that um, I had found this this video on Facebook earlier today of Tina Turner, and supposedly it was the supposedly it was the um, the original video for What's Love Got to Do with It. Um, 
it's if you remember the what's love got to do with it video the one i remember she's walking in kind of these jeans cut off jeans with her long legs and i think fishnet stockings and a, a jean jacket i think and her hair's up and she's walking down the street of new york or somewhere and there's this, this uh, fence and people playing basketball or whatever she's just encountering people encountering people as she goes th- along and that's what that video was but this video is much moodier and sexier and uh, more in line i think with what the message of the of the actual song is and the lyrics of the song so if you haven't seen it my friend kim boggle was a huge a Tina Turner fan hadn't seen it either. Um, if you haven't seen it, you can go to my Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash off limits RAD. Um, and you can, or off limits radio, whichever, and you can see it there. And um, it's really interesting and it's a really good video. So if you like Tina Turner, you definitely want to see that. So I will be back on um, probably on Monday night, Monday or Tuesday night uh, for the next show. So be sure to listen in if you can. And be sure to listen to the cruise show uh, that I'm also on with David and Ken on um, next Thursday. I don't know what the topic is yet. We're not sure if Seth Fournier is going to be on that one or not. But um, he's um, assured us he'll be on one in the future soon, so when he gets better. So be sure to check out the cruise show. Be sure to check out more about me at offlimitsshow.com. On um, Twitter, follow me on Twitter, follow me on Spreaker, follow me on Facebook. Just follow me, and I'll be happy to... uh, to have you there because I like followers. I like you all. I love you all. My fans, my fans, my wonderful fans. Anyway, so thank you for listening to the show. And if you want to, um, you want to um, come back, I would appreciate it. So I hope you all have a great night. Thanks for listening. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 